Well, as much fun as it is to preach uh, on a mostly weekly basis, it's really a lot of fun to share the pulpit with uh, others who are men and women seeking after God's own heart. Because the purpose of the preacher is to convey the words of God and the word of God to the people that he loves and wants to grow in the faith. And so thank goodness it's not just one person. Amen. And so when I was thinking about the schedule, the preaching schedule this winter and going into next year, I kind of circled this date on the calendar and was thinking about doing something with wisdom. As we started the new year, so I thought about this deal. Let's read scripture together. Let's read a proverb a day, January 1, all the way through 31. We'll read the whole book of Proverbs together. And I thought, who could kind of help us get started with this? And Kent Ruffin is the first person that I thought of. And he doesn't really need introduction for most of you, but I just want to say, uh, Kent is a, a leader, of course, in the community and in our church. And he's the humblest guy in the world. He would be the last person that would ever sign up to do this. So I had to, to work on him pretty good to get him to. Uh, but I'm delighted uh, that he's uh, accepted the call to do this. And Kent, we're grateful for you and uh, look forward to what God has to say through you today. Well, good morning. First of all, to the SPRC committee. He wanted to talk about wisdom and he chose me. So that ought to tell you something that there's something not right about your preacher. I, I don't know what, what all that means, but y'all might want to think about that next time you're uh, thinking about Ryan. Uh, well, uh, we want to start this morning with a quote. Mark Twain once said, The two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why you were born. Or as my dad would have put it, Boy, you better figure out what you're going to do in life. Not many of you knew my dad. He was a man that really loved humor and was quite a character himself. Uh, in fact, I've been told I'm getting more and more like him every day, and I'm not sure what that means. But there was a time I can remember as a kid uh, with my brother and sister, we were uh, caught up watching a movie. This was late at night. We just had the one TV. My brother was the oldest, and he was laying in bed in the middle. My sister was on one side of him, and I was on the other side, and we were watching the movie late at night, Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte. Now, for those of you under 50, that was a scary movie. It was very dramatic, and it was scary. And we were just watching it and got so entranced of watching that movie that we didn't notice my dad crawling in on his belly into the bedroom where we were. And right at the most suspenseful part of that movie, and we were glued, he jumps up and yells at us and just literally scared the bejesus out of us. I don't know if you can say bejesus up here now. But you know, that's the kind of guy my dad was. Now, my dad did not have a formal education. He was in that generation that had left home, 
went to work at an early age uh, to make money for for his family and for himself. So he did not have a formal education. But you know, he did have a lot of common sense. And as I look back at the things that he would say to us, I realized he definitely had a touch of wisdom as well. He used to say things such as, if you've got a job to do, do it right the first time. You know, we'd be out working in the yard or working on his car or something. He would teach me those kinds of things. One thing he used to often tell me was, mind your mother. I think he had reasons to tell me that. And you know, my mother also had quite a few sayings that stuck in my mind. You can probably finish some of these. She was always telling us cleanliness is next to godliness. Yep. She also used to tell my sister and I, which were about the same age, God gave you each other to love, not fight. I actually heard that one often growing up. And you know, Susan even has talked about some of her parents' sayings and things that uh, her dad used to say. Uh, she used to have to get up early on Sunday mornings to go to the work in the nursery at their church. And so in order for her to go to church, she had to go to an early service. Well, on a sun, early, early, like seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. And often she says that her dad used to have to drag her up out of bed because she had stayed up till curfew on Saturday night with her friends. And he used to tell her, if you're going to dance to the devil's music, you got to pay the fiddler. Let that one sink in for a little while. You know, it seems our parents had a way of putting truths into easy-to-remember sayings. Truths that would help us grow up into the kind of people they wanted us to grow up to be. And there's a lot of wisdom wrapped up into those sayings. And I don't know if it was just our families or if it was everybody's families where they would give us these little tidbit sayings with a lot of wisdom wrapped up in them. And of course, as we grew older and had a family of our own to raise, we found ourselves, Susan and I, using what we thought were some clever or good sayings to instruct our kids. I know our kids never left the house as they got to be teenage uh, years and going out with their friends. They never left the house that Susan didn't say to them nothing illegal or immoral. And that's all she had to say. To this day, she says it to them as they're leaving the house. And one of my favorite sayings to always tell our kids, in fact, I think our Sunday school class has heard me say this from time to time too, is life is full of choices, so choose wisely. So choose wisely. So what is wisdom? Well, if you look in the dictionary, wisdom is the quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. So for us to gain wisdom, we must go through the experiences of this world. 
And obviously, the older you get, the more experiences you've gone through. And that's why I think we tend to think that the older you are, the more wisdom you might have. But that's not necessarily true. There are young people that can have a whole lot more wisdom than some of the old folks. And we all go through those experiences in life that we wished we didn't have to. You know, tragedy strikes each of us in different ways. God doesn't always take away the disease or fix our hurts. And we often ask why. I believe this is God's way of getting us to the point where we can help each other. We must have empathy to show others God's love. And these experiences will be used to show the world how a Christian handles adversity. We set the example for others to see and to show the world that God will get us through even the toughest trials. So when you go through painful experiences in this life, ask God to teach you what it is you're needing at that time and to show you the way through the situation. That's how you gain wisdom. To get wisdom, we must have go through the experiences and we must have knowledge. Knowledge of what is needed to get by. And then make good decisions to accomplish what we need. So what's the difference in knowledge and wisdom? Well, knowledge is what is gathered over time through study. It can be said that wisdom, in turn, acts properly upon that knowledge. Wisdom is the fitting application of knowledge. In other words, knowledge understands that the light has turned red, but wisdom tells you to apply the brakes. Knowledge sees the quicksand, but wisdom tells you to go around. Knowledge is memorizing the Ten Commandments, but wisdom is obeying the Ten Commandments. I used to tell kids at school when I was a principal uh, that school and life are complete opposites. You see, in school, you're taught the lessons and then you take a test. But in life, you're tested and then you learn the lessons. That's pretty good. You might want to write that down. Well, God wants us to have the knowledge of Him and what He expects of us. In order to obey Him, we have to have knowledge of His commandments, of what He expects. But as equally important as having the knowledge is having that wisdom. Knowing facts about God and the Bible is not all there is to wisdom. Wisdom is actually a gift from God. God blesses us with wisdom in order for us to glorify Him and to use the knowledge we have of Him to benefit others. But you know, we all know people who have gone through experiences, who have knowledge, 
but they still don't make those good judgments. We all know people like that. So, how do you get that last part? Making good judgments. How do you get the wisdom? Well, first, you get wisdom by praying. Asking God to give you wisdom. James says in the Bible, in chapter 1, verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. So ask God. Solomon understood that truth. First Kings tells us about the time when the Lord asked Solomon in a dream, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. And Solomon answered, Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. And the next verse says, And the Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So, you get wisdom by praying for it. Ask God to give it to you. Secondly, you get wisdom by pursuing it. You actually got to seek it out. Proverbs chapter 2 tells us, If you make your ear attentive to wisdom, if you seek it like silver and search for it as if for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So, don't be passive. Don't just sit back and say, All right, God, give me some wisdom and don't do anything about it you've got to actually then start seeking it, pursuing it. So, how do you pursue wisdom? Well, you pursue wisdom in the Word of God, reading the Scriptures. Psalms 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord, the Scriptures of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So, there is no true wisdom apart from the testimony of the Lord. Reading and studying the life and teachings of Jesus will show you true wisdom. We should all then get in the habit of reading the Bible daily. As Ryan talked about for this coming year, take a chapter of Proverbs each day in January. Read your Bible daily. You know, nowadays we seem to be, we're so busy, we don't have time to just stop and read the Bible, to stop and sit down and just read. But you know, we all have time to read our emails. So one of the things that I have found that's really helpful is get an email delivered to you daily. And when you read your emails, there's some scripture for you to read. There's a lot of places you can get that done. You can also pursue wisdom not just by reading the scriptures, but by walking with wise teachers. Proverbs also says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. You know, one of my favorite teachers when I was in high school was Mrs. Carolee Patterson. Many of y'all knew Carolee. There was a handful of us students who would meet after school at a place, little uh cafe called Bingo's. It's where the Sonic is now. 
And in bingos, we would go there once or twice a week, and Mrs. Patterson would come in there and sit with us. We'd have a Coke, maybe some fries. And she would discuss stuff with us. She would talk about our music, uh, the music we listened to that, that in those days. She would talk to us about politics. She would talk to us about our futures. She would sit and just take time to be with us and give us her wisdom. When I graduated from high school, she gave me a little paper plaque thing. had a little hanger on it. probably cost her 49 cents. I don't know. And on this little plaque, it said, What you are is God's gift to you. What you make of yourself is your gift to God. And she gave me that and she sat and talked to me about what that meant and how I could weave that into my future going off to college and so forth. You know, I kept that little plaque, that little piece of paper plaque, and when I became a principal, I had it stuck on the wall in my office. And I would often talk to the kids that would come into my office for whatever reason, and I would show them that plaque and ask them to explain it and give me an opportunity to talk to those kids about what that means. I tried to get them to see the wisdom in that statement, just like Miss Patterson did for me. So having wise teachers and hanging out with wise people is one way that you get wisdom. God never intended you to walk through this world alone. Walking with the wise as you make your way through the world will make you wiser than if you try to walk it alone. So keep that in mind. And it doesn't really matter how old you are. Because even if you're a young high school person, there are a lot of people younger than you that look up to you for wisdom. So that's important. So, why is wisdom important for you? Well, it will harmonize your life. It will establish the priorities of your life and bring you back into a right relationship with yourself, with everyone around you, and most importantly, with God. As I look back at me learning from my parents, who were just common, ordinary, yet good people, it makes me wonder, what would I have learned if my parents were some of those really, really wise people? And they had taught me. What could I have learned? What could I have learned if the wisest person in the world were my dad and he were teaching me? Well, you know, it just so happens we can eavesdrop in on the wisest person who ever lived as he is sharing his wisdom for his son. Proverbs. Solomon was the wisest man who ever lived. And he gives that wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 1.23 says, Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. 
So the book of Proverbs is probably the best place in the Bible to learn biblical wisdom. So I applaud Ryan's uh, wish for us to take a chapter of Proverbs each day in January and read it and take it in. Well, going back to the Mark Twain saying, the two most important days of your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why you were born. Let's look at that through the eyes of God's wisdom. The two most important days of your life are the day you were born again and the day you figure out how to fulfill your purpose in God's wisdom and grace.